Hello and welcome to That's the Way It Is, a podcast mostly about television by two stressed out college students, neither of whom are majoring in anything even related to television. I'm Hannah. And I'm Michaela. And our top stories tonight are television recommendations and a surprise for Hannah that I am calling the RMTU, but we will get to that. So Hannah and I both watch a lot of TV. Mm-hmm. We have incredibly strong opinions about the TV we watch. Um, we recommend things to each other, but mostly Hannah recommends good TV to me that I put off watching and instead watching absolute flaming piles of garbage. Um, just bad. They're bad, but I love them. So that's going to be my recommendations, but she has a good one to start us out with tonight. Yeah. So so my recommendation yeah. is Succession, which I feel like everyone has sort of heard of as like good TV. And like I had heard for many, many months, Succession is good. And I was like, I don't know. It's excellent. Everyone should watch it. The high wire act that show pulls off, like, because like, even if it, if it goes like, like slightly, like either way towards like unwatchable or unbearable, because like, if they make the characters like as horrible as they maybe should be it would be unwatchable and if they try to make them too sympathetic it would be unbearable and like the thing that they do to make them like I hate everybody but like also like I I I love them all and I I shouldn't because they all suck and it's incredible and it's like funny in a way that like you wouldn't think it would be and it's just incredible and also I have bonus recommendation if you're watching it and it's like now very long after it's aired and you don't have like a person you're watching it with and you need to like have something coming at you of like in terms of opinions and you want to watch you read succession recaps the ones that you should read for the first season are the av club ones because those are the only ones that exist on the internet that aren't literally somebody recapping the plot which is not what a recap is supposed to be but whatever um because i looked and i couldn't find anything and then the second season you can read those guys the av club's one because like they're good and like in depth and stuff but Vox has Emily Vanderweff and then some I think Meredith Haggerty her name is and they just sort of talk about it and then they like write it down and it's exquisite and all of season two's uh recaps of that nature are about Shiv Roy's hair which is what the only thing we should talk about is that Shiv Roy fixed her hair and looks incredible all of season two but yeah that is <laughs> what have you got Michaela well, I just want to make make it clear to everyone that my understanding of succession is that I have gotten a lot of vaguely homoerotic TikTok edits <laughs> about a man who looks tall, but I'm not sure if he is tall. Oh, and Greg? a man he's very- Yeah, and then and then another man who looks like the like if you Googled like white man. <laughs> yeah. I, that is the photo that would pop up. He's Mr. Darcy though. Tom Mom's Gams. Which Mr. Darcy is he? He's 2005 Mr. Darcy. Tom and Greg. The tall one is Greg, who's not. Wait a second. <laughs> Did you not notice? The guy, it's, oh my God. He's, I can't think of his name. But it's Tom Mom's Gams. He's Mr. Darcy. It's Matthew like McAdams. Hand flex Mr. Darcy? Hand flex Mr. Darcy. He's old now. Oh my <laughs> God, he looks terrible. Okay, anyway. <laughs> I'm so sorry, Mr. Darcy. All right, plowing ahead. I did not know that. It really okay. improved my, my experience of the show, though, to know that that was Anne, like Mr. Darcy, who was like chucking water bottles at people. That's a mild spoiler, but it's okay. 
It's okay. I've learned so much, I feel. Okay. <laughs> I'm definitely going to watch it, though. I will watch. I will get caught up, and then we can watch. What are they filming? Season four, you said? Season three. Season three. Mm-hmm. I'll watch. We can watch season three together as it's airing, and we can I'm, recap it on here. I'm so excited. We should because, become a succession you know. recap podcast. Beautiful. <gasps> okay. I, the only <laughs> other podcast I listen to is a Bachelor and Bachelorette recap podcast. I've been listening to it, and I am not even watching this season right now. I haven't seen a single episode of Katie's season, but I'm listening to the podcast. Okay, so I have two recommendations. Neither of them are, like, new shows. One of them is over. It is old. It is Once Upon a Time. Oh! Okay, so I started watching with my roommate at college because she's a Sebastian Stan stan to the point where it's almost embarrassing to live with her. Um, but I love her dearly (laughs) so he's in like the first season and then he leaves um, his character just sort of drops off the face of the earth because he Sebastian's got to go be a definitely gay brainwashed super soldier for the Marvel Cinematic Universe that's right he's got other plans Um, but the show itself is ridiculous in concept and in execution Mm -hmm. but it's so good like, somehow the main actress has sexual tension with everyone <laughs> and also no one. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, there's so much chemistry, but there's also no chemistry. They try to convince us that a weird scaly lizard man is um, in love with an Australian belle who's also in love with him. Horrible. Very strange. She He's not gets even that her- nice to her. He's just no, and worse. no one remembers who they are at first. And there's, there's teen pregnancy, there's intrigue, there's drama, there's the precarious nature of adoptions, okay? It is everything and also nothing. Mm-hmm. I've gained nothing watching it, but also I've gained everything, okay? <laughs> I am a better person having seen it. Yeah. Certainly it's- a person who appreciates the subtle homoerotic nature of Mulan and Aurora's relationship in season two, <laughs> all right? I, (laughs) and then my other TV recommendation, which is actually what's going to um, lead us into our next story tonight, Mm -hmm. is the Ryan Murphy show 911, okay? Oh my (laughs) word. So I just want to say that similarly to Succession, the reason I started watching 911 is because the episode before the season four finale aired. I'd never heard of the show a day in my life, okay? Actually, that's a blatant lie. I had seen one trailer for the show wherein the mom from Murder House, the Murder House season of American Horror Story, is a 911 operator and she's dealing with a call of some kind. Mm -hmm. That was my knowledge of the show. End of understanding. So, saw TikTok and it was who I now know to be Eddie. Mm-hmm. getting shot in the street and I was like whoa that's weird and then it was Buck well who I now know to be Buck watching it happen and I was like damn those two firefighters really love each other <laughs> well boy was I wrong okay <laughs> so I started watching the show during finals week at school bad bad plan um and I will forever be impressed by Mr. Ryan Murphy's ability to um, be so explicitly and so implicitly gay in Mm -hmm. the media he makes, you know? Because 
there's something so violently homosexual <laughs> about Buck and Eddie's interactions, all of them, all of them. And having seen the full show, they meet in season two after Buck has just been abandoned by the mom from Murder House because uh, she's gone to Europe to find herself. And he's like pissed because Eddie's hotter than him. I'm sorry, that is gay. I don't know what else to say about it. But so basically, if you want a show that is ridiculous, both in the way that it's dealing with, you know, uh, first responders. So obviously you're going to have some wild situations there, but also ridiculous in the way that it's a Ryan Murphy show. Mm -hmm. And there was in the span of the series, an earthquake, a tsunami, a savior baby, a sniper targeting just firefighters and a bombing. Most of those things impacting Buck give the show a watch you know if you love sad gay people you'll love the show but it's just bad so that brings us into our next topic tonight hannah uh-huh. the rmtu or the ryan murphy television universe okay <laughs> i did some research before i wanted to propose this topic to you yes um because i Wait, was watching i'm so sorry no it's fine I'm pause the record hold on So I started watching 911, and obviously I'd seen other Ryan Murphy shows. Mm-hmm. I watched all of Glee. I watched one season of American Horror Story, just Murder House. And then I watched the first season of Scream Queens with my stepmom. It was how we bonded before she and my dad got married. <laughs> and over the course of watching those shows and starting 911 and watching four seasons of it in three weeks mm-hmm. I've come to the conclusion that Ryan Murphy is only capable of making batshit television <laughs> I looked up the first show that he ever made it was called popular yeah and really the only thing you need to understand about it is that it's like a weird parent trap hybrid that deals with a bunch of high schoolers all being in love with each other and also all maybe being gay but none of them ever being explicitly gay <laughs> and the series ended abruptly with this, the series finale, season two, being one of the main characters getting hit with a car on purpose, and then the show ended. Ryan. <laughs> in his defense, it got canceled. <laughs> but <laughs> to go in to, you know, fil- writing and f- filming your season two with the knowledge that, like, you might get canceled, and to still stick to your guns and have the series end with a young woman getting struck by a vehicle and her fate being unknown unhinged absolutely unhinged and then almost in 1999 yeah and then everything that happened in glee and then his next foray into television was nip tuck oh my god not the reference as made by miss Nicki minaj in her album queen Mm -hmm. but the television show I have seen, I think, one episode of that. It ran for seven years. Oh, my God. From 2003 to 2010. Jesus. This show spanned... Did you the politician? Yeah, you, you didn't know he did the politician, no. too? No, Dude, that he makes has written, so much sense, though. He has written everything ever that's ever happened in TV. That... 
Oh right? my God. That's insane. I also have only seen, I feel like Ryan Murphy like is absolute king of television that I've seen like an episode of and been like, oh, maybe not. The only thing I've seen more than I feel like I've, I watched a, like at least two full seasons of Glee, like well after it. I saw the episode of Glee, which like, I don't know why I was traumatized by this, but like where I think Rachel like decides that she's like, like falls in love with Mr. Shoe and like buys him a tie. And he's like, oh no, this has happened before. And like, like so freaked out about it. And then like in the end, she like eats a really spicy pepper to like prove her love. And then she's like, go to the hospital. And I was like deeply traumatized by it. I don't know how old I was. I was probably like eight or nine, but I was like, this is horrific. I don't know. We need to have a conversation called Glee Started season one, right? With this man who teaches Spanish, but cannot speak Spanish. No. Starting a Glee club. Mm -hmm. Essentially targeting and grooming all of the least popular children at a public high school in the May is is Lima, Ohio, a made up place? I have no idea. In the probably made up place, in Finn's locker. Yeah. I mean, I don't understand how like you were like, oh, I'm gonna have the hero. Like, I feel like you have to like at least work up a little bit of like trust with your hero. Like, oh my God, Lima's a real hero. place in Ohio. Oh no, poor Lima, Ohio. Okay. Plowing oh, ahead, sorry. Right, like it starts out with a teen pregnancy and Mr. Shu's wife faking a pregnancy with the intention of buying the baby of his underage student and, and never telling him out. that it's not his baby. No, insane. Bananas, okay? Mm-hmm. Insane. There's, I just recently, the audio and like the video from an episode of Glee where the celibacy club performs afternoon delight has <laughs> <laughs> no. gone viral and it's the part of the series where john stamos was there playing um emma who is will's like later wife his her boyfriend of the time mm-hmm. i think it seems like ben or something yeah um and he tells her that it's a song about dessert and they perform it in like these long floral dresses and you can tell that like some of the people participate like puck um who whatever fuck mark sailing but anyway Mm -hmm. puck is like laughing while he's singing it and like quinn and rachel rachel's like getting into it Mm -hmm. and at the end um it's also when gwyneth paltrow's on as holly holiday the sex ed teacher and she's like, I didn't, I didn't, I wouldn't think that the celibacy club would want to sing a song about, you know, afternoon sex. <laughs> and Emma was like, Emma Pillsbury was like genuinely astonished. Like that is the most insane show. They included everything in that goddamn show and they covered almost none of it well, right? Like Mr. <laughs> Ryan Murphy sets out on a very noble, um, if sometimes misguided attempt to represent absolutely everyone and every issue in every television show that he does. Mm-hmm. He treats every every sh- television show that he writes or produces like it's a new series of Degrassi. Have you ever seen Degrassi? Yes. It's crazy. They cover everything. But it's yeah. been on for a thousand years. Mm-hmm. It's been on like almost nonstop since the 80s. Right? Yeah. So they've covered everything. They've tackled everything. 
Mm-hmm. And so Ryan Murphy said that to do the same thing in each show that he writes though. Right? Like the first show we were talking about, Popular, he, like, one of the characters has bulimia, but I don't think they ever deal with it. It's just like another background fact. In Glee, um, what's her face? Why can't I think of her name? Supergirl. Marley. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Marley. Her name's Marley in the show. Yes. Marley gets anorexia and bulimia because Kitty, like, takes in her costumes during the Grease like during their production of Greece and convinces her that she's gaining weight and then she passes out on stage at regionals because she hasn't been eating and they just never deal with it at Mm -hmm. one point they have like her potential love interest which that's a whole other darker tale that we can't even get into Mm -hmm. this episode but he like he finds he finds her throwing up in the girl's bathroom the night of the Greece show and he's like, you can't do that. I don't want to kiss someone who has vomit breath. Like, buddy, we are dealing with a much more complex issue than you not wanting to lock lips with a girl who's actively struggling with an eating disorder, pal. Yeah. Like, what? They just... And then they have Karofsky try to kill himself to the most beautiful rendition of cough syrup that I've ever heard. Like, he just batshit television. Mm-hmm. Unhinged. The politician. Insane. Absolutely. And, like, some of it can be attributed, obviously. Like, I would say that the politician is, like, satire. Like, I think that it's supposed to be yeah. that insane. Right? But, like, 911 and also there's the its companion piece, 911 Lone Star, which, ha- which is crazy. It's got Rob Lowe playing a fire chief, which, first of all, I wouldn't trust Rob Lowe as a fire chief of anything. No. Okay? The man was a Democrat, and now he's an independent. Somebody explained that one to me. Also, there's that whole, his foray into child pornography. I cannot understand how that has not caught up to him. Like, I yeah, I don't understand how he's still working, he's, to be honest. Like, I mean... In all of the, no, I just, I don't understand how no one is like, hey, maybe Rob Lowe shouldn't, you know, but whatever. Shouldn't be on TV anymore. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And the worst part is that like he, not infrequently, plays very likable people. Yeah. Almost always plays very likable. Like like, Sam. viewed as a likable person. Yeah. Sam on the West Wing. So likable. Sam is maybe Mm -hmm. one of the more likable men on that show. Yeah, his character on Parks and Rec supposed to be Chris Traeger so likable, just a, just a happy little golden retriever of a man. But yeah, I'll be honest, the- I haven't seen that much of Nine One One Lone Star. I can't bring myself to watch a lot of Rob Lowe. Yeah. I watch it enough when I watch The West Wing. <laughs> um, but he, it's just he gets like lung cancer at one point. His son's a drug addict and also a firefighter, like. I'm going to I'm going to use 911, right? Cuz it's the freshest in my mind. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go through for you all of the absolutely batshit things that have happened on that show. And I'm going to hope that I don't miss any. Okay. Right? So the show starts out and we have the captain of the 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 the, the what's it called? Station. Is that yeah. I think that's the right word for I a think fire so. station. Mm-hmm. He is was a fire captain in Minneapolis or St. Paul. I don't know. He's from Minnesota. Yeah. He was a firefighter in Minnesota, married his high school sweetheart, had two kids, promptly becomes a drug addict and alcoholic. 
As you do. So intensely that he has another apartment in a different apartment building that he uses as his drug den. Respect him for keeping it out of the home. Keep it kosher, you know? Right, keep it kosher. So he is, you know, he's doing one night. He's on a binge, as he does. Yeah. And apparently there is some faulty wiring in his apartment building, and it burns down, killing his wife and two children and 150 or 145 other people. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so he blames himself. because he says that he's a firefighter and he should have realized that the wiring was faulty you know how you do and you go and like when you live in a building you check the wiring almost constantly (laughs) you're always inspecting yeah yeah of course it's not like he like it's not like they're just i anyway so that's how it starts out for him so Uh then he moves to la yeah with the intention of killing himself after i think it's killing himself i don't know it's been a minute but i think it's at least implied no i'm pretty sure he saves i think it's explicitly stated but i think in like the pilot it's explicitly because i've seen like three episodes and i know about this thing so it must have been a thing in like a notebook he has a hundred and little notebook yeah a little one just a A tiny i have one somewhere like on my desk or something i have one like just like this type size notebook yes a little guy and he's got like 148 names written down yeah and he has decided that the moment he saves one, he's going to kill himself. Uh-huh. So that's, that's where we're good. starting. That's yeah. the benchmark for this show. Mm-hmm. So then we have um, Howard, a.k.a. Chimney. And he is, like, chilling, but, like, also not. His best friend, he is not close with this. He's got, like, beef with his family. I don't remember what it is. Mm-hmm. I've been consuming a lot of media in the last couple of weeks and I can't keep it all straight. Mm-hmm. But like he's got beef with his family. So his best friend, foster brother, something along those lines. Yeah. And him both joined the like Los Angeles Fire Department at the same time. And his I think his name is Kevin Lee. I'm pretty sure that I have that name right. Uh-huh. And he dies. Like in a in a firefighting accident. Mm-mm. So Chin is sad decidedly then at one point he gets he gets in an accident and a piece of rebar goes through his head phineas gage style oh god and and like his department is the one that responds i'm sorry like that is where it like toes the line of like being ridiculous right like okay that is a thing that has happened in the past accidents occur and so, like, okay, but of all of the all of the fire departments or all of the the stations in LA, it was it had to be his. Mm-hmm. Like th- that is when it starts to you're like, all right, and then it starts to pile on, right? Like all of these characters, just bad things keep happening. They all get dosed with LSD at one point because a lady who like wanted to thank them for saving her birds, lizards. Some sort of odd animal bakes them brownies that are laced with LSD on the day that this, like, news reporter is coming to do a story on them because they rescued her. Buck and Eddie rescued her from her helicopter (laughs) that was crashing. And she records them. And, like, I think Bobby tries to, like, kill himself or something. Bobby Nash is the captain. He is played Mm -hmm. by Lauren Graham's boyfriend, brother, from Parenthood. (laughs) Um... 
whose name is escaping me. Peter Krause. But yeah. Peter Krause. Oh my God, <laughs> Peter Krause. I, there's a clip that I saw on TikTok recently of him in something and he's arguing with I, somebody who was familiar to me, but I can't remember them. It was in a show and he was a Republican and that's the only reason it stayed with me. But anyway, um, not hit him, not him personally, his character. I'm not, I can't say that I know Peter Krause's political affiliation, yeah. but so like, he tries to like kill himself because he's high on LSD. Buck and Eddie are freaking out in front of a bunch of kids. It's insane. So <laughs> then we have um, also then there's Hen Henrietta. She's an EMT, paramedic. Paramedic. She's a paramedic. That's higher than EMT. Yeah. My cousin's becoming an EMT right now. I think. Yes. So I'm trying to keep it all straight. Anyway, mm-hmm. um, so she. And she's got a wife. Her wife's name is Karen. Karen is dope. I'm a big fan of Karen. If I was picking a favorite character in the show, Karen might be my favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, she and her wife, she cheats on her wife at one point. Oh, no. Very strange. They reconcile. They have a son, Denny. He mm-hmm. seems cool. Um, we don't see a lot of the children, obviously, because child labor laws and all that jazz. And they're not, they're not really the most important part of the show. Um, oh, Hen kills someone with an ambulance. <laughs> he then hits a pedestrian with an ambulance. <laughs> oh my god. She stole the job. Um, then we have, who else? Oh, then we have Athena. Mm-hmm. She's married to Angela Bobby. Bassett, right? Yeah, Angela Bassett's on this fucking show. Anyway, <laughs> she is a police sergeant. Her daughter tries to kill herself. Athena gets in trouble because she, like, I don't remember what she does, but she, like, fucks with the girls who are being mean to her daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, she also has a son with her ex-husband who is gay. I remember um, this also. Yeah. His name is Michael. He's dating a doctor. His, the doctor's name is David. Things seem to be going well. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? Oh, then, of course, there's Buck. Mr. Evan Buckley. Homeboy is sad. I, they've not established in canon that he's gay, but you cannot convince me that that man is not at least bisexual because mm-hmm. homeboy is gay, horny, and sad. He, like, comes in season one. He's, like, kind of cocky. He's a little lost. Mm-hmm. He's trying to find his way in the world. Um, slowly, it is a step. So, in that... He, uh, he steals a fire truck at one point to have sex with a girl on it or in yes, it. Yes, I remember this. This is, like, either in, like, the first or second Early. episodes. Yeah. Yeah, he gets fired. Uh-huh. And then gets his job back. Um, he steals- he's like, a- like, the controversial rookie thing. Like, he's young. Yes, he's that's like his, young. yeah. Like, he's sort of- That's his like, thing. He's he got to understand the rules. The way, yes. you know, like the older people, like, know that, like, the, the uniform is important. You're representing us when you're out there, Buck, type deal. Yes, exactly. I'm sure that's probably a direct quote. You're probably <laughs> quoting Captain Bobby Nash directly. Yeah, yeah. I channel Captain Bobby Nash on a daily basis. <laughs> you are Robert Nash to my Evan Buckley, okay? We are... <laughs> We are them, all right? I'm the controversial rookie. We also, at some point, need to talk about the show where Peter Krause is in an Aaron Sorkin show that ran for two seasons that was just, like, the weirdest shit on the planet Earth called Sports, Sports Night? Night. Yeah. 
Yes. Oh, we can get there. He also has Knox Overstreet in it, which is just so bizarre. But anyway, continue. Fascinating. Bizarre. So yeah. Evan Buckley, whatever, he comes in controversial rookie. He finds his footing eventually. Mm-hmm. Um, Eddie comes in in season two, and then they start this incredibly, like, either, like, long-winded and vaguely queer-baiting friendship. Mm-hmm. <sighs> or maybe we're building to a relationship. I don't know. But one of the actors is homophobic, and it's not the actor who plays Buck. So I don't think we're going to get there. Furthermore, how do you go on a Ryan Murphy show and hate gay people? But I digress. Yeah. So, I not do this research. <laughs> the gayest man in <laughs> modern, like, cable television. Anyway. So... A lot of, like, fucked up stuff happens to Buck over the course of this series. I don't even think I'll be able to cover them all. Mm-hmm. He gets crushed by a fire truck at one point because it gets blown up because a kid is mad at Bobby because he put out a fire the kid's dad started or something. Not entirely clear on the details. Buck gets his leg crushed. He gets to keep the leg. He's having a rough go of it. Um, then he has a pulmonary embolism at his welcome back party. <laughs> and almost dies he vomits up blood it's a it's a bad deal Mm -hmm. and then like promptly this is this happens so the the um, like the leg crush thing happens at the end of season two Mm -hmm. i feel like the embolism happens the first episode of season three or the last episode of season two i want to say like right in there Mm -hmm. and then within the first four episodes of season three he and eddie's son are caught in a tsunami (laughs) first of all how many tsunamis hit the city of la or the state of California in general, because I feel like I've never heard about a California never tsunami. This is the other thing, is that, like, when I stopped watching the show, I do watch, like, for a person who's not, like, 70 years old, a lot of, like, just, like, straight-up cable television. Like, I sit in front of a TV and, like, let oh, it yeah, like, same. shit at me. Like, the ads... <laughs> for this show like i like stopped watching it and i was like and then like there's an earthquake and then yeah and that's how buck meets eddie's son is they go pick him up from school together gay and and, like like not long after the next season like like, the next season i don't know like what is going on that like you cannot i mean like it's not hard i don't think to like manufacture plots like, you know, firefighters do a lot of stuff. You yeah, know? they rescue a, a newborn from a, a pipe at one point. Like, there's yeah, plenty like, of I things. Think it would be so, difficult for you to, like, not have to put in natural disasters, you know? No. Like, I recently watched almost, not like, three seasons of ER because I get bored very quickly. And, like, there is, like, you know, 15 epi- like seasons of that show. Like, they figured out stuff, you know? You can figure out stuff. You don't need Ryan speaking directly to Ryan. You don't need natural disasters. It's okay. Listen, Ryan Murphy and Shonda Rhimes make the exact same kind of television, and I will take that to my grave. Yeah. Shonda Rhimes does it slightly better. Um, Obviously, Shonda Rhimes is way better at representation. Like, I think that that's very fun. Like, her, I don't know. Ryan Murphy's trying it for the first time, I think. I don't think that there's ever been, yeah, I think this is the first time that I can think of that it shows like crossover because I don't think that any of the American, like the American horror story seasons are like standalone plots. Actually, that's a blatant lie because American horror story apocalypse interlocks a bunch of them and they become one universe because Tate and um, Violet's mom's weird rape demon baby is the antichrist in American horror story apocalypse. Oh my God. As I said, insane so right buck gets his leg crushed embolism tsunami he rescues a bunch of people loses eddie's son when he falls over the, the edge of the fire truck he tries to go find him can't find him thinks he's dead he's on blood thinners he 
collapses. It's not great. Mm -hmm. Then they have a very like gay exchange where Eddie brings his son over to Buck's the day after the tsunami to drop him off so that Buck can watch him, which is how the episode before started, like before the tsunami thing happened. And Buck's like, dude, why are you, why'd you bring him here? Like I lost your kid. And he's like, there's no one I would, I trust more in this world with my son than you. (sighs) Gay as hell. Anyway. Then Buck, Bobby won't let Buck come back. He's the only reason that Buck can't come back. He quits out of spite. Or no, he quits when he finds out that he can't come back right away. He becomes a, what's that thing? Fire marshal. He becomes a fire marshal. That's a couple episode bit where they make fun of him for being fire marshal Buckley. Then he tries to come back to the fire department Bobby won't let him come back. He finds it at a dinner party at Bobby and Athena's house. He's real mad. He leaves. Um, And then he sues the department and Bobby personally (laughs) for wrongful termination, which honestly, his lawsuit was kind of legit. He wins. Mm -hmm. He settles with the city for like millions of dollars, but he turns it down because he finds out that he definitely won't ever be able to work for the Los Angeles Fire Department ever again, which is a thing that comes back to the fact that Homeboy has no self-esteem and no family he doesn't have any family until season two when his sister played by the love of my life jennifer love hewitt Mm -hmm. comes back having apparently escaped an abusive husband she gets kidnapped by said abusive husband chim tries to chim gets stabbed by this husband buck goes across state lines and steals evidence to try and find her Mm -hmm. they find her she's fine yeah but, like, what What a shit show. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, Susan's department doesn't go well. He comes back. Everybody's pissed at him. They recover, though. Then, he's mostly okay for a while. Mm-hmm. And then, in season four, we find out that Buck's parents were not nice to him when he was a child. They did not give him the love he needed. His sister raised him until she went off to college and then married Doug who's dead, by the way. Maddie kills Doug. That's how she gets away. Um, And he used to, like, get hurt all the time on purpose, which they never really delve into that, but that's a little suspicious. Mm-hmm. Um, And then his parents come back because his sister's pregnant, and they made her a baby box when she was little, but he didn't have one. And he was like, what the fuck's up with that? And then they find out, he finds out that he had an older brother named Daniel who had childhood leukemia. Wait, did and his he parents, know? he didn't know. That he was like a, a savior baby. They made him in a test tube to be a, like a donor for Daniel and it didn't work. Daniel died anyway. And so they never told him. Oh, I and Maddie never told him. Before, but I did not know that he wasn't yeah, no, aware. He finds out at 28. Oh my God. <laughs> I guess, yeah. I don't know. I feel like I wouldn't, I don't think I would ever do that. But I feel like if I did, I wouldn't be like, yeah, I didn't really want you. You they never with- talk about, he didn't know he had a brother. Oh no, that's not okay. He didn't know he had a brother like, until he was 28. Like in whatever, what's it called? The thing where the girl wants to go to Montana. Um, my sister's keeper. My sister's keeper. Like, I think it's shitty that she knows. Like, I, I think it's that horrible. whole that whole movie compared to that book, insane. Because in the book, she wins and she gets hit by a bus as she's yeah. leaving the courthouse and dies. 
horrible. And like, and also like in the, in the book, like she doesn't, like her sister doesn't ask her. Like she does no. it on her own. So like in the movie, they were like, her okay, sister's like just- supportive in the book, but she doesn't like ask her to. They were like in the movie, we do not want people to wish death on Abigail Breslin. So we're just going to keep it light and airy and say that her dying sister asked her to do this. Yeah, her dying, but like so not super light and airy because her dying sister is kind of suicidal. Um, yeah, very like- strange. And then her brother's suicidal for a minute there too. God, Somebody just, in that movie wants to kill themselves. So yeah, weird. so Buck finds out, and then yeah. he goes. He goes into. He goes to rescue a worker from a perfume factory turned hand sanitizer factory because yes, they are dealing with the pandemic <laughs> in nine one one. Also, um, yeah, it's just insane. Anyway, so Buck almost dies while that's happening. Again, mm-hmm. it's fine. Then. He is doing all right. And then Eddie gets shot at the end of season four. And so that brings us to Eddie. Yeah. Eddie is interesting. He is emotionally stunted mm-hmm. um, as far as characters go. And we're introduced to Eddie. He comes in. He's the new guy. We find out that he came. He moved to L.A. from El Paso. Mm-hmm. He has a son named Christopher who has CP. And his wife left him. (laughs) So Eddie was an army medic. Um, He joined the army. His wife, Shannon, got pregnant. Um, He, like, you know, shipped out after his wife got pregnant, came back. Christopher was born. He found out that Christopher had CP and he left again. He said, I got to go back out there. And then he gets shot a bunch of times. Mm. And he has to come home. And things aren't going super well. He and Shannon are not getting along. They have a lot of resentment to each other, for, towards each other. And she goes to Florida to take care of her dying mother. And they don't see her again for many, many years. A lot of dying mothers in this show. So many dying mothers. So then... It's a very oh, okay. There's going to be another dying mother. Don't worry. <laughs> there's going to be another dead mother soon. So then Eddie fights with his parents because his parents want to keep Christopher... Like they want, they don't think that he can take care of him. He's working like three jobs in El Paso. He's having a bad time. So then he moves Chris to LA so they can get, they can start a new life together. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's going well. Oh, also after Buck gets his like crushed, his girlfriend breaks up with him. She takes him off from the hospital and then dumps him on his couch. Anyway. <laughs> um, so Eddie moves to LA, whatever. He joins the fire department. He does like, okay. Like he doesn't have a lot of bad things happen to him. But then, after, so then Shannon comes back. Mm-hmm. She goes to LA. She wants to be a part of Christopher and Eddie's life. They start to reconcile. And then um, Eddie and Shannon sit down and he's going to ask her to move in with them so that they can be a family again. And she serves him divorce papers. <laughs> <laughs> then oh she promptly God. dies. <gasps> she dies. <laughs> she gets hit by a car and dies. Oh my god. And he's sitting he sits with her in the ambulance because shocker, the 118 responds again. Mm. He sits with her in the ambulance and then she dies. And I don't think anyone else knows that she was filing for divorce. So he's like technically a widower. Um and Christopher oh is going through it. And then there's the like very quickly thereafter the tsunami happens. 
Christopher's having a bad time. Eddie's having a bad time. Then there's the lawsuit. Um, Eddie confronts Buck in a grocery store about the lawsuit and tells him that he is selfish and exhausting, which does bad things to Buck's (laughs) self-esteem. And then Eddie meets uh, the new, like they brought in another firefighter to cover for Buck while he's out from a different station that burned down. Ironic, a fire station burning down. And she's played by Rhonda Rousey. Love it. Um, her name is Lena. And then unsurprisingly at all, she introduces Eddie to an underground fight club <laughs> as a way to channel his anger at his would-be ex-wife dying and Christopher being scared of water and Buck going through it on his own. Mm-hmm. So Eddie gets into a fight. He almost kills a guy. He goes to jail. <laughs> he fights with Buck because he like can't, whatever. Um, and then he's, I, they never really address that again, to be honest. I don't think. Um, and Bobby like shows that are still on cable is that they just do insane stuff to keep you watching. And then they drop but it. They can never address it. Cause they're like, what if you didn't see the last episode? And yeah. it's like, uh, it's like an arc. They carry it for a while. Mm-hmm. And Buck and Eddie are like fighting at one point and Buck's like, I think you're hitting the wrong person. And Eddie's oh like, yeah, God. I am, which kind of fucked up. Also vaguely homoerotic, just saying. <laughs> um, and then they have, a like, then literally that exchange is he's like, uh, I could take you, army boy. And then they have, like, this whole thing. And he's like, you want to go for the title? I'm sorry. Did I just start watching the intro to a softcore gay porno from 2002? Or is this a season three episode of 911 by Ryan Murphy? Like, okay. So... Eddie deals with that. <laughs> then he gets trapped in a well. <laughs> he gets trapped in a well. Buck has LA a very dramatic reaction. Well water. <laughs> like, where is this? Like, I think it's nuts. Think it's all the people are, like, well. moving to LA to, like, start their lives again. Like, was Peter Krause, did he get a bunch of money when his, like, wife and children died? And, like, he working three jobs was like, ooh, in El Paso, where I'm assuming rent is a lot cheaper. I was like, no. I'll yeah. just move that to LA. Los Angeles, California, the most expensive city in America. Yeah, I think, you know, you know, I'll rent a box and, you know, like have $18. Yeah, he and Christopher have like kind of a, they have a nice place. Yeah. Like, I Buck really, has a very nice loft. Where, where is anybody? And like, wait, I just, like I downtown. Anyway, it's like a loft though. Like, it's one bedroom, you know, which hmm. he's living in with chim's brother albert in for the whole of season four i don't remember where albert's sleeping i'm guessing the couch so unless they're cuddling which respect yeah so eddie gets trapped in a well for a minute buck freaks out he claws at the dirt with his bare hands and yells for eddie again gay (laughs) so then in the end of at the end of season four oh in season four Eddie starts dating his son's old teacher, but we, like, know nothing about her. We know that she was Christopher's teacher. We know that they had an argument about a skateboard while Christopher was at school there. Um, They have a, whatever. Anna, that's her name. She seems nice, but I'm telling you, that man is gay. (laughs) So that's happening in the background. 
Buck is going through with his parents. Eddie's trying to be there for him. He, like, he, Buck, throughout that whole episode, makes a bunch of jokes. Like, he's like, you know, yeah, my parents had me for spare parts and they were defective. And everyone's laughing except Eddie, who's looking at him completely unimpressed. And he's like, that's not on you. Like, they have these really weird exchanges where Buck comes in and he's like, yeah, I, like, lost my shit on my parents last night. And he's like, did any, was anything you said untrue? And Buck's like, no. And he's like, then you don't owe them an apology. Like, it's very weird. Like, all of a sudden, he's like, <laughs> they damaged you. <laughs> So, yeah, I feel like most Ryan Murphy's shows, like, struggles, like, intensely with tone issues, where he's just like, I don't understand, like, if he wants to do, like, a straight drama or, like, a campy comedy, and he doesn't know either. And, like, I feel like that's where, like, half of his problems happen, where it's like, oh, look, they all, like, got LSD brownies, ha-ha, you know? And then... And then Bobby tries to kill himself the same episode. (laughs) Like, like, he cannot strike a balance. Like, that, you know, I'm gonna get whiplash. I just feel like... The description of Nip Nip Tuck, I think, sums it up perfectly. Mm -hmm. Um, The series, which also incorporates elements of crime drama, black comedy, family drama, satire, and psychological thriller. How can one show be all of those things and still good? I don't know. And also, about a plastic surgery clinic in Miami. Like, yeah. I mean... (laughs) So and, like, I, whatever. so rude. Like, one of the guys in, like, the one episode I saw, like, would, like, just go out to clubs and, like, look at women and be like, I could fix you. That's fucked up. <laughs> just, like, it's insane. Yeah. And so Eddie gets shot at the end of season four in the street by a sniper. They're both off duty, Buck and Eddie. Mm-hmm. Um, they He goes to save a kid from his mother who has Munchausen's by proxy. Oh, no. I feel like. Gotta get that in an episode. You have to. And then um, Buck, like, freaks out and drags him under a fire truck and, like, throws him over his shoulder and, like, gets him in the fire truck. Mm-hmm. And they go to the hospital and Buck's, like, covered in his blood and it's this whole thing. And he has this exchange with the reporter from season from season two, the LSD Brownie episode. They've reconnected. They had, like, a weird fuck buddy relationship for a while, mm-hmm. um, but now they have, like, this, it, there's a lot of tension. Um, and he's, like, I've got to go see Christopher, who's Eddie's son. Yeah. And she's, like, you can't go see his son covered and, or looking like that, because he's still got blood on him. Yeah. So she drives him to Eddie's. He goes into Christopher's room and sits on the bed with him and bursts, like, loses it. And then they have like this callback to during the tsunami episode when they were sitting on the fire truck. Um, Christopher, Pat, or no, before the tsunami happened, they were like on the pier and Buck was struggling, trying to figure out what he was going to do with his life. And Christopher like patted him on the cheek and he's like, you're going to be okay, kid. And they had a similar exchange. And basically Christopher is like, where's my dad? And Buck's like, he got hurt today at work. And Eddie's like, or, and Christopher's like in a fire and Buck's like, no. And then he's like, where, like, is he at the hospital? And Buck's like, yeah. And he's like, are the people taking care of my dad the same people who fixed you? Like, after you got his, like, fucked up? And Buck's like, yeah, buddy, they are. And he's like, then I know he's going to be fine. And so Buck, like, sleeps on Eddie's couch and takes care of Eddie's kid while he's in the hospital. Mm -hmm. And then at the end of the episode, Buck goes to pick Eddie up from the hospital because he's getting released and take him home. And Eddie's like, 
you know, sit down on this bed with me for a second and like looks at him. Oh, because Buck goes to visit Eddie while he's in the hospital bed. And Buck's like, I think that it would be better for Christopher if I was the one who got shot. And apparently this really stirs something in Eddie because Buck's thing is that he doesn't like when people call him Evan because his parents called him Evan. So everyone has to call him Buck, except for his sister when she's pissed at him, she calls him Evan. Mm -hmm. So Eddie's like, I got to talk to you about something, Evan. You thought it, you said it would be better if you got shot. It wouldn't be. You act like you're expendable, but you're not. Little rhyme there. And then he tells Buck, that a year ago, after the well thing, he changed his will to list Buck as Christopher's, um, like, legal guardian if he dies. <laughs> and then they're just, like, done with that. That feels like a thing. You maybe even have to legally tell somebody if you're going to He said that them. that's what he asked. He was like, don't you have to tell me? And he's like, no. He was like, my lawyer said you could say no. And Buck immediately is like, I would never say no. And he's like, I know you wouldn't say no. That's and the then thought of that horrible Manchester by the Sea movie. Oh He's my seen God. that movie anyway. Yes. I only <laughs> watched it once. I, mean, I hate that's... Kate Catholic, but that film is devastating. Oh my God. Start it, to like, finish. It destroyed. The... Oh my. I think about it often. I've never, I've seen it once. I'll never watch it again. Ever in my life. There are two movies that had like staying power with me, and that I would like think about them before I tr- would try to fall asleep at night, and they would upset me like viscerally. Mm-hmm. And it's Manchester by the Sea and Spider Man Far From Home. <laughs> Those are the two movies. So then, like, they have that whole exchange, and basically, Bucks like doesn't he have like grandparents? Eddie's parents tried to get like tried to guilt him into giving them Christopher oh, yeah. after Shannon died. Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah, but I know that there's no one in this world who would fight for my son as much as you do, or as hard as you do gay (laughs) i'm just saying there is something explicitly homosexual about that to me Mm -hmm. like hannah i'm telling you right now that if i ever tell you after a like after a near-death experience that i'm leaving my children to you you can take that as a declaration of my love okay (laughs) you you might as well buy a ring because we're getting married Mm -hmm. like no, there's no other way, really. Like, you don't, like, oh, platonic as a friend, leave your child to someone. Eddie has sisters and, like an, a, like, an aunt and a grandmother who all live in L.A. that he could just as easily leave his son to and not have to move him back to El Paso. But he's like, no. <laughs> no. My best friend, <laughs> Evan Buckley, is going to be the legal guardian of my son and christopher calls buck oh my god his buck which is adorable Mm -hmm. one second sorry like it's just it's an insane show and i feel like that show of all of ryan murphy's shows like really does a good job of summing up how insane the rmtu is yeah. the ryan murphy television universe like Absolutely. it is bananas yeah like and i also love like i do enjoy just generally like finding like that like certain actors like or like i don't know i love that like gwyneth paldrow has been in two of his shows well also it's because his writing partner is brad falchuk i think that's mm-hmm. his last name which is that's gwyneth paldrow's husband oh now recently the politician and 
Glee. I think she actually met Brad, possibly, on the set of Glee. Incredible. But I could I be just, wrong. Oh, I didn't know that but she like, they wrote, married. Yeah, they wrote Glee together. They wrote Scream Queens together. They wrote The Politician together. They might have also written 911 together. I'm not sure. I think that this man has done an incredible job of, like, not being, like, known as, like, the person who's at fault for this. Yeah, it is Brad Falchuk. He also wrote 911 with him. I love that. And at least was one time at the premiere of an American Horror Story season. I think that maybe he also did American Horror Story. He went to Hobart and William Smith. Yeah, he, okay, he started working on, oh, yeah. like, with um, Ryan Murphy on Nip Tuck. Oh. Brad that was their first Falchuk. series together. They've done Glee, Pose, American Horror Story, Scream Queens, Nip Tuck. Glee Vietnam? What? There is a version of Glee before? in Vietnam. Okay, a Vietnamese is it still going on? Of the hit US show Glee. Hold on. That's I don't know. Exciting. I think, yeah, he's listed as maybe an executive producer or something. The way that, like, what's his name? Ricky Gervais is, like, on the American office. But that's so funny. Ugh. That's crazy. I feel like America has put Vietnam through enough. I don't know that we need to have given them glee, but that's fine. Yeah, he is married to Gwyneth Paltrow. Since 2018. Yeah, they met on the set of Glee in 2010. Oh, knew it. Incredible. Yeah, did they just like have a super long drawn out divorce or did they just like meet and then like reconnect? I don't know. That's not important. Uh, but I, who, her and Chris Martin? Yeah, I feel like that was sort of like a long drawn out thing, their divorce. They didn't start dating until um, 2014. They met in 2010. Okay. She and Brad Falchuk. Yeah. Yeah, she and Chris Martin didn't get divorced till 2016. Uh, I can't believe that like- I know They like- consciously uncoupled. <laughs> Oh, Gwyneth. Remember? Yes, exactly. That woman is insane, but I love insane. her. I shouldn't. No. As somebody who object, like who objects so vehemently to capitalism, I should not love Gwyneth Paltrow, but there is a special place in my heart for her. Mm-hmm. Somebody And her wrote. version of Emma. Yeah. Oh, I have never so seen her- Gwyneth Paltrow Emma. That Mr. Knightley does not fuck. The only Mr. Knightley in media that fucks, and I'm including Josh from Clueless, mm-hmm. is the Mr. Knightley from Emma 2020. Oh my God. That yes. Mr. Knightley fucks and he fucks hard. And I stand by that. Did you, I don't know. Johnny Lee Miller, who used to be married to Angela Jolie, is going to be in the next season of The Crown. He was a, he was a Mr. Knightley. Um, and like, I do not know. He's playing. Who was he married to? He was married to Angelina Jolie, and they're like still friends. I like you know like this general like celebrity climate where everyone is getting back together with exes. She was seen leaving his apartment, and it was like a whole thing. But apparently, they've like been close for a long time, so it like doesn't necessarily mean anything. But like I'm they disgusted. were disgusted, like, not by that. Yeah, I'm disgusted at um, Miss Jennifer Lopez getting back together with Ben Affleck. Oh no, horrible. Whatever. Uh, yeah, Gross. but they, in, she and John Lee Miller, like, walked around with vials of each other's blood around their necks. Wait, that was him? I thought that was her in... I'm almost positive that's John I thought that was her in Billy Bob Thornton. Oh, you may be right. I knew it wasn't Brad, but... Oh. Billy Bob Thornton is 
gross. He is. Hold on. She also French kissed her brother in a word show once. Oh. Okay. She's had a weird life, though. Yes, she has. He's been married so many times. Billy Bob Thornton? Yeah. Oh, no, you're right. It's Billy Bob Thornton. Six. Not him. You know, I feel like that was the, her most normal relationship was with him. Because I could not see her still being friends with Billy Bob Thornton. No. You can't. Like, not enough to hang out with. I don't think anyone is friends with Billy Bob Thornton, <laughs> to be honest. No, if your relationship is, like, at that <laughs> the level of vials of blood around your neck and you're not together anymore, like, that's a binary thing. That is together or not yeah. together. You do not, like, meet in the middle and, like, still pal around. Mm-mm. He was in train spotting. Johnny Lee Miller, not Billy Bob Thornton. Okay, I was gonna say. What's it? What's it with her and men with three names? That's true. Maybe that's why you go by three. Maybe she was just like, I can't do. It's been so. It's been like almost twenty years, but I can't get over the fact that you only have two short names. (laughs) Very short names. (laughs) Brad Pitt. Oh, they were only they were only married for eighteen months. She and Johnny Lee Miller. Yeah. Huh. They married. Oh, he's playing John Major in The Crown. I don't know who that is. I mean, I probably do, but I can't think of it. He was a, what's it called? He was a prime minister of England. The one before the one who was prime minister during Diana that everyone liked, Tony Blair, I think. Mm. I'm not sure though. I don't know who's playing Tony Blair, but I don't know if they've cast that yet. Me. It's not important. I'm like really pissed about the fact that what's his name is not. I'm playing Tony Blair. (laughs) Who's not going to be in The Crown anymore? Josh O'Connor. I feel like it's not enough of a time jump now. Yeah, my roommate needed um, a gay movie recommendation because she's taking a queer oh, studies yeah. course. <laughs> Some country. And I was like, you don't even need to take a queer studies course. Just talk to me for 20 minutes and mm-hmm. I'll, I'll learn you everything you need to know. That's right. No, that's very um, egotistical of me to say. <laughs> I'm not an expert on queer anything. It took me 20 years to get my label right, so. Mm-hmm. I came out twice. <laughs> um, no shame in that. But I recommended to her God's Own Country because she loves Josh O'Connor. But I was like, just fair warning. You do see more of his penis than I was expecting going into yeah, viewing the film. A lot of <laughs> so, Josh O'Connor. Because I was expecting zero and I saw decidedly more than zero. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's there. It does not hold back. It's there. And, yeah. <laughs> you see it. Mm-hmm. You're, yeah, no. Uh, but I'm all and and Emma Karen. But I also am kind of excited. I think her name is Elizabeth Debicki. Debicki, I don't know. She's Australian. The person who's playing Diana. She's now. been in something that I've seen. She was in that like movie about uh, what's her name, Virginia Woolf, about Virginia Woolf's maybe lesbian relationship. Um, oh, I don't know. I don't. That's I think it's called Vita and Virginia. But anyway, oh. in that. That's, I've seen that. Oh, um, she was in The Great Gatsby? Who'd she play in The Great Gatsby? Did she play? Oh, she played Jordan Baker. Yeah, I was gonna say. There's not that many characters in that. No. I feel like I could, yeah. What the hell have I seen? She's in The Night Manager. Who is in that? I think Tom Hiddleston is in that. Ugh. Yes, he I don't know why, but the more people demand I like Tom Hiddleston, the more I find him revolting. No, I have never understood the Tom Hiddleston thing. I followed his relationship with Taylor Swift very closely because it coincided exactly with the three weeks that I had, um, not malaria, pneumonia. And I had nothing better to do. (laughs) 
your stint with malaria. <laughs> I also followed that relationship really closely. I'm glad it's over. Yeah, no, me too. And I'm glad we only, we got one good song out of it and that's it, you know? Like I didn't need a lot on Tomlinson. She played Lady Macbeth in the 2015 Macbeth film. Did she? That is. She also was in The Man from Uncle, which I'm pretty sure has renowned global cannibal. Army Hammer in it. He is Army a, Hammer a big part it. of it. He are and what's her name? Him and uh, Henry Cavill. Him and Henry Cavill. And Alicia v- yeah, Vic- Vikander. Vikander. Yeah. They are in sort of a relationship. It not in the in the movie. Alicia Vikander and Army Hammer. He plays Sad. a Russian. It's very weird. Interesting. Oh, she's. In I mean, you know what? I feel like. I feel like every time I. Oh, she's in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume she's Two. In, that yeah, is what I recognize her from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, is every she time I Queen, I think. Yes. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Aisha. Yeah. Um, every time I feel like I open Snapchat and look through the Daily Mail like highlight for the week. There's yeah. a story about some Russian man and like his some like 27 year old Russian man and his 13 year old girlfriend <gasps> killing somebody and eating them. So it's not that far off. No, it is not. I my sister lost mm-hmm. a bet with me, which is the first bet she's ever lost with me because I'm terrible at making bets that Army Hammer was in the 1989 movie Mystic Pizza. And I was like, Laura, your timeline is off. I don't think it's anything. Why did she think he was in Mystic Pizza? She thought that he was the like blonde city boy that uh, Julia Roberts falls in love with. And I was like, that's not not that old. No, he's not. He's only 34. What year did Mystic Pizza come out? Because he was born in 1986. 1988. Okay. He was not in the movie Mystic Pizza. $4. So I was like, the greatest thing, because I constantly, uh, she, I bet her a lot of money that the Beach Boys didn't sing the song Surf in USA because I was like, that would be ridiculous. That would be like comical. That would be like, you know, like in like uh, like a cartoon when they have like an iPod there and like all of the songs are like joke songs that like go with the band names. Like that is that, that the Beach Boys have not only a song called Don't Go Near the Water, but a song called Surf in USA. And none of them surf. That was the th- that was the thing was that they have a song called Surfing USA and none of them surf. I was like, that's ridiculous. That's not possible. And also, she I also bet her a lot of money that you know in that scene in the newsroom where they're doing like the fake debate at the end when like Don is like whatever. I thought he said bite me, and I bet her like twelve dollars that he said bite me, but apparently he said eat me. Um, and I don't know how she remembered that, but anyway, I've now won a bet. The memory of an elephant, that girl. <laughs> But anyway, that I don't know how we got there, but I just Army think yes, not we have in Mystic Pizza. <laughs> no, and is probably a cannibal. <laughs> I really hope we don't get sued for slander. That'd be slander, not libel, right? Libel's writing. Libel's print, I think, and slander is slander is talking. Yeah, I think you're right, <laughs> Mister. I don't think I should say his name. Uh, our APUS history teacher from high school would be very proud of me for remembering that. Yes. Just in case. I don't want anything to get traced back to him. No. I don't think he'd want to be associated with this. No, I don't think he would. No, because we're not seeing him, my favorite thing I've ever learned about him is that when he would watch Lost, he took notes. 
Like he had a notebook and he took that like, adds up so hard notes. That um, adds up. Because, you know, yeah, but just I don't know. That is my favorite fact um ever. So I adore that. Yes. Oh my gosh. All right. The Mystic Pizza. Anyway. Was he really? My he dad's been in a, a lot of dumb stuff. It was very early in his career. I think it might have even been before. Oh no, it was well before Goodwill Hunting. So he was just like, like Yeah, because Goodwill Hunting was he and Ben Affleck's like big. It was their big break. Yes. It was, it was well before that. It was 1988. Goodwill Hunting came out in 1997. So he's very young. And he was like, just like, like in the background. It's crazy. It's very funny. I cannot believe how far off topic we've gotten. Yeah, we do. I love it. Let's wind back. <laughs> do you have final thoughts? Maybe like closing thoughts about Ryan Murphy, the RMTU? Yeah, I just think that I will continue to watch things in the RMTU. I will watch 911 until it goes off the air. <laughs> Unless they pull like a Walking Dead thing and stay on for like way too long. Because hmm. I watched that religiously mm. and then gave up. Um, uh, yeah, but- just talking about how I've only seen, again, like it's too many things. I've only seen like an episode of, I watched like one episode of that with Maura and then like like unhealthily like latched on to Glenn. That, oh my yeah. god, I loved Glenn, and then and the like, moment so they killed him, I, I lost interest. Like, yeah, Nora, give me like until he died, give me like a a recap of just what happened to Glenn, and sometimes Maggie, because like you know they were related, not related, but like they their their storylines were connected. <laughs> yes, they, were really, they were in a relationship. They were intertwined, and I was like, that's what I want to know. Like, just tell me that so I know how he's doing. I also loved Beth and I've never cried harder at an episode of television than I did at the episode where they killed her. I will never forget watching that for the first time. I cried so hard that my mom came downstairs to check on me. She was really worried. It was horrific because I did not see it coming at all. I'd never been like that abruptly surprised. Like I had never been genuinely surprised by a moment in TV until then. And I don't know if I've ever been genuinely surprised by a moment in television since then. Oh my goodness. Like, that was a perfect moment of shock and horror for me. Yes. That happened to me once in the run of Killing Eve, which I feel like is, I'm not going to say what it is because you've not seen it yet. I've not seen it. And I've not seen any spoilers about Killing Eve either somehow. So maybe Uh, I will watch and try and see how I actually feel about it, knowing almost nothing about it, because I usually spoil things for myself. Yeah, I don't know if it, like, it would ruin it necessarily for you. Like, I didn't spoil it for myself because I watched it, like, pretty quickly and, like, there's not much of it. So, like, I didn't get, like, because, like, when I spoil things for myself, it's because, like, I get bored. And I'm, like, I kind of care about this one person. I want to know what happens to them. Like, that's yeah. with me. <laughs> that didn't happen to me with Killing Eve. But, like, I don't know. I don't think it would, like, really, like, cheapen the experience if, like, a lot of it were spoiled. But, um, I don't know. You also need to watch Fleabag. You need to just, like, do the Phoebe Waller-Bridge thing. I've got to, yeah, I've got to get, I'm going to watch the first episode of Succession once we're done with this, and I'll yes. tell you how I feel about it. I'm so excited. I, I literally cannot wait. All okay. right. I think we should probably wrap it up. We I have been that. at this for a while. We have so much to say about TV always, mm-hmm. and we'll get into it some more in the next episode who knows what it's going to be we don't know usually until right before we sit down to record this Mm -hmm. so it'll be a a surprise for all of us yeah Um, but you know i'm michaela i'm hannah and that's the way it is